Hello everyone. We are wrapping up our series called Gratitude with a Twist. I think I've mentioned the love for exotic pets that my daughter has. Right now it's a bearded dragon, but it has included tree frogs and other such creatures. We all fell in love with our painted turtle, Sammy. Sammy was found when it was about the size of a quarter and we did not know how to care for it. Pretty soon, we were buying crickets and bloodworms and shrimp. Every now and then, we were told it would enjoy a minnow for a treat. So we bought a minnow one day and put it into the tank. We expected Sammy to gobble it up quickly, but nothing. The minnow went into hiding and the turtle seemed completely unfazed. It didn't chase it. It didn't seek it. It continued to eat its normal meal of worms and crickets, mostly ignoring the minnow. As time went by, the minnow became more comfortable, and all I could think as I watched them swim side by side was great. Sammy has a new friend. It would swim right up next to him, then they would look at each other, and Sammy would turn away. One day, the minnow swam out, and in line of Sammy's vision and out of nowhere, Sammy turned and grabbed the minnow in its mouth. But instead of just eating it, he took the minnow and slammed it over and over into the side of the tank until it was unconscious, and then he ate it. Sammy had been luring the minnow into a comfortable state, playing with it, toying with it until it was ready to be devoured. How susceptible are we to this? To either be the turtle or the minnow. How often do we fail to recognize, place, or utilize proper boundaries in our lives? How close to the flame do we try to get, hoping not to get burned? The title today is called Gratitude for Guardrails. According to the dictionary, a guardrail is a rail that prevents people from falling off or being hit by something. A strong fence at the side of a road or in the middle of an expressway intended to reduce the risk of serious accidents. They are there for our protection. I laugh when I think about how many rules or guidelines were given to me as a child that I did not understand. Honestly, I broke so many of them and spent many weeks during middle and high school grounded. What I found was that the older I got, the rules seemed to get more strict, and I pushed against them a little harder. I was extra determined to live my life the way I wanted, and my parents were even more determined to keep me safe. My daughters still struggle with understanding that, and they were all so excited to turn 18, believing that meant they could do whatever they wanted. And yes, it means they have choices now that they did not before. What they have not yet learned completely is that even at my age, there are still boundaries. Only we don't have to guess what they are for us as much as we did before. Jesus does a fantastic job of laying them out for us, and he led us in boundaries as he lived by them also. Let's explore some of the guardrails that Jesus lived by and instructed us on. 
Guardrail number one, obey God. Matthew twenty one twenty eight says, What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later changed his mind and went. Then the father went to his other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Obedience is what sets us up to follow every other boundary set in place for our protection. Obeying God is pleasing God, not people. We are asked in John 5.44, How can you believe if you accept praise from another, yet make no effort to obtain the praise that comes from the only God? How do we proclaim the love of Christ and yet work so hard to obtain the approval of other people? Sometimes what we are doing to impress goes against what we are being asked by the Lord. That's a hard line to walk, so we must choose daily to stand on the side of Christ. In order to do that, we need to look at guardrail number two, set priorities. Luke sixteen thirteen says, No servant can serve two masters. Either he will have one and hate the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. Set priorities in how you will spend your time and who you will spend your time with. Personal prayer time is essential, and we see Jesus model this many times in Scripture. Then we're instructed in Matthew 6, 6, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father. Get alone with God. When we are learning to set priorities and choose how we spend our time and who we spend it with, we have to learn what personal boundaries are all about. Personal boundaries define the line between oneself and others. We are called to set boundaries with our body, thoughts, relationships, beliefs, and our ministry. All of these need boundaries because if we don't separate our identity from others, we risk being led astray by others who are eager to control areas of our lives that don't belong to them. Or we might be tempted to control areas of others' lives that don't belong to us. When we don't separate our identity from others, we are exposed to temptations that could have been avoided. Boundaries are where we find and define our identity. It protects us from a mind-numbing herd mentality type of living. In 2 Corinthians 5, 16-17, it says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Guardrail number three. Boundaries around our beliefs. We must have protection in our hearts around sacred truths given to us in the Bible. 
1 John 4, 1-3 says, Beloved, I do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This protection must flow out into our thought life on practical levels also. It is sinful to think lustfully about someone. It is evil to cuss someone out in our minds, to plan revenge. That's one of the most difficult things for me to let go of. I still have trouble in that area. But Romans 8, 5 through 6 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Protecting our minds is crucial, because what we think becomes what we express. Garville number four is for relationships. Does that not say enough? What boundaries are important to live by in relationships? There are too many to speak about today, so I chose only a couple that stood out to me personally. Be honest and direct with people. Do not pressure them or manipulate them. Matthew 5.37 says, Simply let your yes be a yes and your no, no. Anything beyond that comes from the evil one. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Don't muddy the waters or compromise in areas such as purity, honesty, integrity, faithfulness, responsibility, sobriety, or any other area that could be a challenge for you. The difficult part of relationships is that we are called to be in the world, but not of the world. And we are not always on level ground with people. So we need to stand strong. 1 John 2, 15 through 16 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life comes not from the Father, but of the world. And there it is again. Separation of us as a new creation, not of the world, living in the Spirit. A guardrail to help keep us from falling back to the other side, where we are not protected, where temptations exist that we would be drawn to otherwise, where control and manipulation live, where accidents happen and we can fail and get hurt, and where we can hurt others unnecessarily. We set boundaries when we choose who to spend our time with. Jesus did not entrust himself to unbelievers. He loved them and he came to save them. Even among his disciples, there were sub-levels of time set and how much of his life he shared with them. And Jesus had nothing to hide. We are called to love people, to pray for people. We are not called to walk our journey hand in hand with everyone. 
Peter, James, and John were allowed closer than the other disciples. And even among the three, Jesus expected boundaries in how they related to him and to each other. John 21, 21 through 22 says, when Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Asking about John. Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Jesus reminded Peter to focus on himself, following Jesus in his own life, as we should do the same. Obey God. Set priorities. Protect your beliefs. Live in your identity in Christ. Set up guardrails to protect you and keep you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son to us as an example of how we should live. Let us set up guardrails for our lives and give us discernment and wisdom as we navigate each step of this journey. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you once again for joining me. I hope you all have an amazing Christmas season, and I will be back with another season on March 4th. As always, reach out to me at bestill.waters.ps23 at gmail.com. I'm sending love and prayers out for each one of you. God bless.